Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Because the Heat were, the heat were the immovable object. Michael Malone's talking about effort. It's game plan discipline. Yeah. That was where the Denver Nuggets were a mess in game two. Game two was the Heat's seventh double-digit comeback win of the postseason. That's tied for the most wins in a single postseason Ooh. like that. Said, you know, double-digit comes In the last 25 years, they joined the Warriors last By the way, they've won the 13 heat. games. So more than <laughs> half of them, they were down 10. That's unreal. That's crazy. Heat sure in 2011 and 12, and the Warriors last season, two of those three teams went on to win the NBA title. Okay, let's talk about the Heat, guys. Let me just say this very clearly. To start this thing, the only two people of whom I am aware in the national oh media God, who actually Max. picked the Heat are me and Big Perk, Kendrick Perk. So I've got to get three more. So I'm going <laughs> to so get three more. Just a reminder. Goons from just Wayne County, you know, Perk. Okay. But I, I will say this right now. Right now is the last time you're getting the bargain basement ticket on the bandwagon, okay? <laughs> if the Heat win game three, you might still get on the bandwagon, but those prices are going way up. Tim, can you be convinced to join? Remember, you thought the same thing about the Bucks. I you did. thought the same thing about the Celtics. I did. Can I convince you to get on this bandwagon? No, no. I'm going to stay where it's my original oh, prediction. Man. I'm going to say the Denver Nuggets are going to win the series. And listen... I, you saw in game two how Miami can win, right? Because, again, we keep talking about it. They're poised and disciplined to stay on their game plan, to continue to fight back in these games. I mean, look, Denver had multiple runs at them. You get to the end of that third quarter, Jokic has that quick 6-0 run. They go up by eight. You think, all right, Denver's got this thing in the bag. They haven't played well at this game. They're going to win anyway. Then Duncan Robinson comes out, immediately hits three threes, gets Miami right back in the game, forces a timeout. Like, that's just what they've been the whole time. They keep coming back time and again. However, <laughs> I will also say on the other side of it, Denver played very poorly in game two, very, very poorly. And they were still up at the start of the fourth quarter and still had a chance to win it at the end. The Heat are like Rocky Balboa. That's Jimmy Butler, that is right? Who they are. Determination and grit. They're going to overcome. The... But isn't this at a certain point, Monica, a repeatable skill by them? Forget 100%. about the, 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 the regular season. In the playoffs, this is what they do. This is not luck. Listen, hear me out. Last night, to me, you saw shades of what we saw in the Celtics series. A yes. team that was more talented but did not have the intestinal fortitude. And then you saw Jimmy Butler and company decide that they would not be denied, right? I, it is a very rational argument. I think after last night, I think this thing goes to seven. I'm not ready to go that the Heat pull it off, but I would not be surprised if I'm wrong. And I've said that Devontae was going into this one. I wouldn't be shocked if we were all wrong be, just because of this team's focus and their game plan discipline. So your point. Well, the other not, thing, not too. we were all wrong. Okay, Max might be right. Max might be right. There's, there's another thing, too. There's one team in NBA history that's made more threes and shot a better percentage than the Miami Heat in this playoffs. That's the 2015-16 Golden State Warriors. Uh -huh. Who, by the way, the greatest shooting team ever. shot one one-hundredth of a point from three better and had the greatest shooter of all time and arguably the second greatest shooter of all time on their team, not Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and the guys that Miami has, who are very good shooters, but I would not expect them to put together the greatest yeah. single postseason of shooting of all time, especially after being 27th in the league in three-point shooting in the regular we season. We gotta let go to regular season, though, Bonson. They are not the regular season. Well, no, season. I know. I'm, I'm just saying that it's, it's remarkable because they were, look, yeah. they were the best shooting yeah. team in the league last year. It's mm -hmm. not that they're bad shooters, right? But it's just a truly remarkable thing that we have seen these guys completely flip the script from where they were six weeks ago. Martians have the death beam pointed at the earth. <laughs> Game on the line, fourth quarter. I want Jimmy Butler. I feel you. I want Gabe Vincent. I want I Caleb you. Martin. You can keep those Warriors because I watched the end of the fourth quarter on the road, game seven at home. Five minutes, they didn't score a single point. That is not these Heat. That is not these guys. They have a, they have a closing mentality. And even if they ought to lose the series, something tells me. This just mm. incendiary. Check out the fireworks going off in the final moments of this Argentinian soccer match. Look at this. It's a lot of fireworks. A lot of... Is, that, is this a... It doesn't seem like a safe environment in which to play a match. Does it look that way to you, Tim? Look, people talk in the NBA about hostile environments. Monica. I know we're talking. I know we're watching a soccer game. Is, wait a minute. If you, if you go watch like a, a Red Star and a Partizan game in Belgrade, like you see that they're shooting well, rockets off like this inside of arenas, Are let alone in stadiums. Part of what? This so is very. I, I would not be feeling great if I was in the stands here. I'd be this a little nervous. Was this a distraction to ploy? What is going on here? When they say choke late in the game, they actually mean on smoke. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Coming up.
Jets head coach Robert Sala loves what he's seeing from the new Aaron Rodgers. But how would this honeymoon survive missing the playoffs? And Patrick Mahomes is looking for his third ring in his sixth season as a starter. Is it too soon to call this Chiefs team a dynasty? I'll tell you why the answer is hell no. Stay tuned. fresh nuts to ferociously yummy milk chocolate gummy bears. Nuts.com has over 1,400 delicious snacks to satisfy every craving. Enjoy every flavor of happy and get free shipping on your first order. Are diapers destroying your confidence? Men's Liberty can help. Our discreet external device is safe, sanitary, and keeps you dry 24 hours, day and night. Step into the spotlight and do more of what you love with Men's Liberty. It's been ordered over 5 million times by thousands of satisfied fans. Call now to get a free week's supply with your first order. There's no obligation, just the opportunity to try the most revolutionary solution to incontinence ever made. Unlike diapers, Men's Liberty is a long-term answer to dealing with incontinence. Continents. Make the choice to finally move forward with your life by calling Men's Liberty today. We'll answer all of your questions about how our completely unique device works and how Medicare can cover it. Dealing with expensive, uncomfortable diapers is no way to live. Men's Liberty lets you get back out there with more freedom and confidence to be you. Ready to find out more about our offer to get a free week supply? Then don't wait. Call Men's Liberty today. With Drizzly, I can chop a huge selection of beer, wine, and liquor. I just open the app, and it's at my door in under 60 minutes. Drizzly also lets me shop from multiple stores in my area and compare prices on thousands of products. Ding dong, Drizzly. Power outages are unpredictable, inconvenient, and disruptive to your life, posing a real threat to your comfort and safety. When the power goes out, you have no lights, no refrigeration, no heating or air conditioning, your well or sump pump won't work. Your modern daily electronics are rendered useless. And what if the power's out for days or weeks? Are you prepared? You can be with a Generac home standby generator. With the Generac, it powers our well, our refrigerator, and my CPAP machine, which are all things that we need to survive on a day-to-day -day basis. When a power outage occurs, your Generac home standby generator automatically powers up, so your life goes on without disruption. You and your family are comfortable, safe, and secure. Generac generators run on your home's existing natural gas or propane. And Generac's mobile link remote monitoring system keeps you posted on operating status, maintenance updates, and more. Generac generators are designed, engineered, and purpose-built in the USA. Generac is the number one manufacturer of home standby generators in the world. Eight out of ten home generators are Generac with thousands of satisfied customers. We chose Generac because we see them everywhere. After the hurricane, I looked at my wife and said, thank God we have a Generac. We were safe. Prices start at just $19.99, and owning a generator is easier than ever. Special financing is available with low monthly payment options. Act now, and you will also receive a free seven-year warranty valued at $735. Call or go online now to request your free quote with one of Generac's 8,000 nationwide dealers. The call is free, the quote is free, and there's no obligation to buy. Call or go online now so the next time there's a power outage, your home powers up. Power your life with Generac. Call or go online to request your free quote today. It's that New York City buzz. This is Sparks for the crowd. It's seeing the stars and feeling like one. It's fire on the court and off. It's through the roof electricity and way beyond. It's edgy your feet and up on your feet. It's U.S. Open Energy. Let's get into some football. The Aaron Rodgers era is underway in New York. And by all accounts, everything is going smoothly so far, notwithstanding a slight calf tweak during Rodgers' first week at OTAs. Here's Coach Robert Sala on the effect Rodgers had on him personally. To have a guy like him who, who 
embodies all of that, who embodies what you want out of a football player and who has the track record and who has had success and who has a voice like he has. Um, it makes our job easier because we're not having to worry about things that we don't have control over. Look at this schedule, though. The Bills week one. Then they're at Dallas. The Patriots going to have an excellent defense. And by the way, that's a division rival, obviously. The Chiefs, year in and year out, the best team in football. At an improved Broncos, one would think. Eagles almost won the Super Bowl last year. It's brutal. Then they have their bye. Then at the Giants, that's a, they won a playoff game last year. The Chargers very nearly did. Their first kind of game where you look at it, you go, okay, that's a little breather. Is at Raiders. Then at Bills, Dolphins, that's a brutal schedule for the first 12 games of the season. And Jeremy Fowler and Mike Tannenbaum joined the party. Guys, and then you got to get into just the, the, the competition within the division, right? Like, I could see them getting to December and having, play, and having played well, being maybe just above 500, right? And then even maybe getting hot late in the year and still missing the playoffs. No, no knock against them. They ought to be very good, but there are a lot of very good teams in the AFC. Mike T, what do you think about the Jets' record? What are they going to look like after the first 12 games? Yeah, similar to you, I'm 5-6 and six, maybe through the first 11 games, 5-7, and seven, and it's all about matchups. That's what's great about our sport, Max. They are loaded on offense. Their one vulnerability is left tackle. Dwayne Brown's 38 years old, played in 12 games. Makai Becton... It was a high first-round pick. He's played in one game in two years. And when you look at that schedule, Max, it is loaded with pass rushers starting from Buffalo to Micah Parsons in Week 2. Philadelphia, Kansas City has a good pass rush. So, you know, as you know in boxing, Styles makes fights. And my concern for the Jets is that first 11 weeks of the season, those opponents have great pass rushers. Jeremy, I think that's a great point, Mike. Jeremy, what about you? How do you see this thing shaking out? Yeah, Max, I look at that schedule. I got them at 6-6, six and six, maybe in 7-5. and five. They can ride the wave of momentum that comes with the excitement around the Jets right now because they've seen the formula. Matthew Stafford goes to a good L.A. Rams roster, wins the Super Bowl. Tom Brady goes to a good Bucks roster, couldn't get over the hump. They win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying the Jets are going to do that, but they have the roster. They're following that formula, bringing in the top five quarterback to bridge the gap. But they're going to have to steal a few wins just to get a winning record after 12 games. I agree with Mike T., the offensive line is a bit of an issue, and they haven't done it. They haven't had a winning season since 2015, so we have to see it. Now, what if they get to December, Mike T? And we've seen Aaron Rodgers do it in Green Bay, but what if they get to December and we look at it and go, oh, wait a minute, they're going to have to run the table to have a shot at the playoffs here. What happens then? The ratings are sky high. <laughs> That's what we love about our sport. The drama in New York, there's nothing like it. And I've been on both ends of it, Max. It's times 10. When it's good, it's times 10. Uh, the other way, it's times 10 as well. And that's what we want. We're going to be playing great, highly competitive football games in late December. The AFC, the AFC East is loaded. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have to play really well for the Jets to get to where they want to go, yeah. as you mentioned, Max, because of the conference. Any chance if it goes sideways, I'll be talking to Mike T over here and Joe Douglas over there. <laughs> yeah, well, Joe Douglas is going to be here to talk about how Jordan Love is aggrieved and needs a trade from Green Bay in about 10 years. All right. Now that Aaron Rodgers is out of Green Bay, the moment Packers fans have been waiting for since the 2020 draft is upon us. Jordan Love will take over under center for Green Bay. Packers receiver Romeo Dobbs had an interesting exchange with a member of the media when asked about Jordan Love's potential. The reporter asks, obviously there's been a change of quarterback. Do you see a difference in Jordan? And Dobbs responds, no, I think Jordan can do it. I think Jordan's a really good quarterback. When you go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan, Aaron was a really great quarterback, but I believe Jordan can do the exact same thing. So I don't really see what's the big difference. All right, Mike, Jeremy, I got to tell you something. Dobbs might be right, but maybe not in the way he imagines, right? Like, let's look at what happened with Aaron Rodgers. He was drafted in the 20s. He played behind a Hall of Famer in Green Bay who, by the way, had won a Super Bowl there, right, and had to sit for three full seasons before Brett Favre, who was flirting with Lee, eventually leaves for New York, right, for the Jets. It's exactly Jordan Love. Drafted in the 20s, sat behind Rodgers for three years, who'd won a Super Bowl, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and he's flirting with leaving. And finally, he winds up with the Jets. But look at Aaron Rodgers, who's as good as it gets, right, in his career. 
They were 13-3 and under Brett Favre. And as good as Rodgers was his first season as a starter, he threw four, over 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, all that. They were 6-10. and 10. That was the record, 6-10. and 10. Now, this Packers team wasn't even as good as the Packers team that Rodgers inherited. Jordan Love could go on to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That doesn't mean they're going to the playoffs this year. It doesn't mean they'll be even as good as they were last year. Jeremy, are you buying what Dobbs is selling, comparing Love and Rodgers? <laughs> Well, I'm buying that Dobbs is sitting at OTAs and watching Jordan Love throw bullets around the field. He's got the arm strength. He's got the mobility. Moves better than Aaron Rodgers at this stage in his career. So he's probably thinking, hey, look, we got it pretty good. But what's forgotten is that Rodgers' big, beautiful mind in the football game at the line of scrimmage, he's one of the best at figuring out the game. They don't know if Jordan Love can do that part just yet, but that's what makes Rodgers great. The Packers will find out. They believe that Jordan Love is ready to a point. They're not expecting Aaron Rodgers' magic. They just believe that in year three, he sort of started to watch the game slow down a little bit. He started to get it. They saw that in the snippets and, you know, on the field playing against the Eagles on Sunday Night Football and what he did behind the scenes. And he set the tone this year, too. He's been one of the first in the building, setting a good example. So they're trending in the right direction, and Dobbs likes what he sees. But, hey, every mic is a hot mic. We all get excited uh, when we start talking about something we're, we're passionate about. Every mic is a hot mic. 1037 The Buzz gives you the most up-to-date information from the most up-to-no-good hosts all day, every day. The Buzz. I think so. When we traded for Brett Favre, it was really interesting. I was worried that Green Bay was going to change their mind. And it was clear it wasn't what they said, it's how they said it. They really believed in Aaron Rodgers. And to your point, Max, yeah. it was a little bit of a step back short term. The rest is history. In this case, I see Green Bay comporting themselves the same way, which is they were very comfortable moving on from Aaron Rodgers. They didn't fly out to California in a last-ditch effort to keep him. Clearly, they believe in Jordan Love. So does Romeo Dobbs. I think he's going to play really good football because they have a great young defense that should get better, and they got two really good running backs. So he just has to play the position, don't turn the ball over too much, and we've seen guys sit from Rich Gannon to Tony Romo, Matt Castle, Aaron Rodgers, quarterbacks in developmental position. Jalen Hurts taught us that, Geno Smith taught us that, and I expect Jordan Love to play good football. Josh Allen, the whole thing, yes, but even if he does, because Aaron Rodgers played good football as a rookie, again, they went from a 13-win team to a 6-win team. They're in a division right now with a team that won 13 games in Minnesota. They're not as good as that record, obviously. They overachieved. The Lions clearly have gotten better, it seems, on paper in the offseason, and they're on the rise. Chicago seems to have gotten much better in the offseason. Mike, are they going to make the playoffs, the Packers, with Jordan Love in his first year as a starter? Uh I'm going to say yes, and again, I'm going back to the defense and how well they've drafted uh, on that side of the ball over the last couple of years. They're young. They should be better. And when you think about the NFC, why not? They should be in the top seven. And again, I think Jordan Love will be about 12 to 15 in terms of overall quarterback performance. In the AFC, no chance whatsoever. NFC, I think they got a real shot at the seven seed. Well, that's incorrect, Jeremy. Would you like to tell Mike T.Y.? <laughs> I, you know, if they win eight or nine games, I think that's a mild victory here because the defense underachieved last year. They do have enough talent to improve, but I got questions there. Got questions on the offensive line. David Bakhtiari's been injured for a long time now and aging. So they have some better skill around Jordan Love. So they just want him to get the job done, not do too much like Mike T said, and they believe in him. But to become a top 12 to 15 passer, he's going to have to have a really good season because there are a lot of good quarterbacks in this league. Right now, I'd probably have him more in that 18 to 20 range. And to me, that'd be a success. That means he's improving. I agree. Like, guys, Jordan Love might be good, might have a Hall of Fame career, right? Like, I, okay. Aaron Rodgers is coming off back-to-back -back MVPs. I know he hurt his thumb. I know the receivers were very young, and he maybe didn't bring them along in time, or they didn't come along in time. But they just struggled and didn't make the playoffs on the last game of the season. I'm not going to sit here and think, I don't care if the defense got better, that Jordan Love in his first year as a starter is going to be better than Aaron Rodgers was coming off of back-to-back -back MVPs. But, Mike T., you're entitled to be wrong. That is up to you. Coming up, a 41-point effort by Jokic was not enough to stop the Heat in Denver last night. Will Miami ride? Can they ride? Is there such a thing? As momentum into game three.
your house is lovely. Thank you. I need to introduce you to someone. He was telling me how Geico makes it easy to save on homeowner's insurance, so I was thinking... <laughs> well, hello, old friend. So you have met. Years ago, we both had big dreams about saving people money on their homeowner's insurance. Yeah, just look at us now. Your house is lovely. Yeah, I just said that. Okay, nobody heard you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did hear you. Geico makes it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Spills, splashes, boil overs and burns. Your stove is a mess and all that soaking, scrubbing and scraping are keeping you in distress. Hi, Luca Caputo here with StoveGuard, the number one top quality stovetop protector on the market and a must-have in every kitchen. Look, these messes are no match for the StoveGuard. Ooey-gooey cheese and macaroni, thick red staining sauce, even this sticky melted candy. They just rinse right off in seconds and your stove stays sanitary, spotless and clean. So you can clean less and live more. I love to cook but I absolutely hate to clean. With StoveGuard, I rinse it off and then I'm back to spending time with my family. Now, we've all seen the old tin foil trick, but it just doesn't cut it. And these other brands are just way too flimsy and leave way too much uncovered. Look how much thicker StoveGuard Premium is than the competition. There's no comparison. And it's custom designed and precision cut to fit perfectly around every burner. Plus, every StoveGuard is made from durable, fire-retardant, FDA-approved materials and PFOA and BPA-free. It's almost impossible to destroy, and it always rinses off perfectly clean. Stoves are expensive, and I don't want to have to go out and buy a new one. I want to protect the one that I have, and StoveGuard lets me do that. Keeps my stovetop looking like new, like I just bought it. Ordering your own StoveGuard Premium is as easy as one, two, three. Just locate your model number behind the door or bottom drawer of your stove. Type it into our easy-to-use website and voila. Order today and we'll ship it to you free. That's right. Go to StoveGuard.com right now for free shipping. And if you order now, we'll also send you the Stove Gap Guard free to help you say goodbye to that hard-to-clean gunk between your stove and countertop. Just pay a separate processing fee. This item is not available in stores, so scan the QR code on your screen or go to StoveGuard.com today. Give us baseball at its best. Sunday Night Baseball. Sundays at 7, all season long on ESPN. The NBA Finals on ABC. Are you over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days? I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. Call now for this free book on maximizing your income in retirement. Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers from leading financial firm J.D. Melberg. That's right, free. This book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we're about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known truths we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity, and it's free. Call 800-362-0647. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report. We researched numerous products and summarized rates and benefits of annuities, all from Silac Insurance Company. Call 800-362-0647. That's 800-362-0647. Call now. Welcome back to This Just In, coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. The Miami Heat knotted up the NBA Finals in the face of a 41-point performance from Nikola Jokic. Gabe Vincent had 23 for Miami. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo each had 21 and 9. Jimmy with the assist, Bam with the rebounds. And the Heat beat the Nuggets in Game 2 on Sunday night. The Nuggets' Jeff Green was blunt in his assessment of Denver's performance. He had to talk about effort in the post-game locker room. Me too. Uh, I mean, that's what I was going to ask. Are you perplexed that at this stage of the season that that's even a talking point? Yeah. I mean, it's the finals, man. Like, our energy has to be better. We can't come out like we did. And, um, you know, we have to be better. Monica and Tim back with me. Look, I think game three, if you think, is it going to look more like game one or game two? What's game? I think game three will more resemble game two than game one. Doesn't mean the Heat win, mm -hmm. right? Again, if that three at the buzzer goes <laughs> in, 
for Jamal Murray all of a sudden we're in overtime that he could lose that game. But I do think it's going to look more like game three than game Sorry, game two than game one. Where are you with that, Monica? I agree. I think it's going to be much closer than what we saw in game one for starters. Um, I also think that the Heat are onto something with this defensive scheme, right? This, I, I, I think to call it a straight-up zone is a little unfair, but this creative zone, we'll call it, I think that's here to stay. Now, I agree with Tim. There was plenty of ceiling in my mind for the Nuggets to be better. You can't settle for one lazy back cut, and that's the end of it, right? Like, there's more actions. There's more intensity for them defensively in particular. Um, but I think we're in for a much tighter ball game, similar to game two. I would like to talk about the fact that Jeff Green was sitting there talking after the game. And that's Shout because Michael Porter Jr., uh, Georgetown guy, yep. Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, um, and some, uh, Davis Caldwell Pope, I believe, all didn't talk after the game. Right? Mm -hmm. That's not a great sign in game two of the NBA Finals. They have one bad game and everybody leaves without speaking to the media. It's not the end of the world, not a crime. But Leave the veteran there. Well, it's, it. It, just, it says a lot that Jeff Green was the one sitting there answering these questions mm -hmm. after this game. So I think that Denver will come out with a much better effort in game three. I think they will play much better. And I think this will come down to, as we've talked about a lot, can the Miami Heat continue to get open shots and make them? Can, you know, you saw them get a lot of success getting pick and rolls, getting into that mid-range area, getting open shots against Jokic, who's going to be backing up towards the rim. And again, they went 17 for 35 from three. Can they knock down threes again? And the other thing, to, to your point about your prediction, through two games, Jimmy Butler's basically been invisible in this series. He's due for a big and game. If, invisible is strong. But by his standards look, that he is Jimmy Butler, coming in. Jimmy okay. Butler is not playing to the level the Heat need him to, to win the title. He's just not. And, and yet it's 1-1, one, one, and they, and they and just they, took home court. They got to win anyway. Like, he, he was yeah. not really a huge factor in Game 2, and they managed to win. So, Monica, in Game 1, they only shot two free throws as a team, right? It's, it's sort of one of those absurd stats of modern sports <laughs> life, right? Two free throws in the final. But they did get a lot of open shots that they missed. Uh -huh. So in both games, they got a good, lot of good looks from three. What does that tell you? It tells me that they can scheme up some open shots. And that, again, we should talk less about the Nuggets offense and more about the Nuggets defense. I mean, that is, to me, literally after game two, my new thought was, do I buy that the team that can defend better is going to be the champion? Like, that's sort of the question. And I don't know that I can just lean in completely on that because, to me, the game-to-game -game fluctuation of the three-point shot is still a little stark when it comes to the Heat. But the Nuggets, you can bring up a good point. The Nuggets are atypical. They're, they're a decent defensive team. Yeah. But they're atypically weak for a finals team. Usually teams who wind up in the finals are better defensively than this, no? Yes, when, and this, would go back, this goes back to what we talked about earlier, where to me, one of the key adjustments to watch for in Game 3 is how much does Michael Porter Jr. play? Because he was god-awful in Game 2. And to me, if I'm Michael Malone, I have a very quick hook with him if he does not play well in Game 3. And I'm going to Bruce Brown a lot earlier and for a lot more minutes. Because if you have KCP, Bruce Brown, and Aaron Gordon out there defending these guys on the perimeter, you are in pretty good shape defensively. And you are, in theory, going to be able to limit these three-point shots that the Heat are getting. And that, when, when Michael Malone is talking about effort after the game and Jeff Green's talking about effort after the game, that, to me, it's not about guys not playing hard. It's about failing to execute the defensive game plan. Yeah, and that really goes back to Michael Porter Jr., especially when you hear Michael Malone saying, guys pouting about not getting enough shots, guys missing shots. That's all directed. It's affecting his defense. That's all directed at him. He has to be better, and if he's not, he needs to be off the court. Monica, if Jimmy Butler, who is due for one of those, oh my God, type games, if he has that in Miami, do they, in one of these two games in Miami, do they win that game? Absolutely. Do you think he's due to have one of those games? But yes. that suggests that worst, Miami's going back to Denver here's, with a knotted series too. Here's two. the thing, and I think this is a compliment to Jimmy's game. He's not going to force it, right? And so if, it's, if he's hot at home and he's, he's flowing and we look up and the number is 45 plus, then cool. But he's not going to force it because part of instilling confidence in all these guys around him, as he has done in such unique and commendable fashion, is actually believing in them and giving up the rock. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's not going to force it. I think Jimmy played well in game two. The numbers aren't gaudy. Eight points in the fourth quarter, a big eight points, a big defensive stop down the stretch. Um, but yeah, like I think I think we're in for a split in Miami, regardless. This just in his bag. Patrick Mahomes shows off with a behind-the-back throw to first base. Look at this during the Kansas City Royals celebrity softball game. Pat Mahomes, his father, was a, a hard-thrown re reliever, as I recall. Through like 95 miles an hour back in the 80s, right? Like, so right-handed relief pitcher. He knows so, his way around yeah. the diamond a little Look bit. Look at this. Mm-hmm.
this guy is just, he does the crazy thing is he'll do something like that in the Super Bowl. And it'll work <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen, I've seen him make passes like that in playoff games. Over the last five seasons, the Kansas City Chiefs have been dominating the NFL. Their run has included two Super Bowl championships, five straight AFC championship game appearances, all of which they hosted, and 75 wins. It's the second most within a five-season span in NFL history. Here is Travis Kelsey talking Chiefs dynasty. We're 100% a dynasty, but... Uh, when you put it uh, up against what the Warriors have done, obviously we don't have as many championships right now. So uh, we got some work to do. I think Pat Mahomes is, is definitely going to find a way to get more than four championships. Hopefully uh, I'm still along for the ride uh, by the time he gets there. Mike Tannenbaum and Jeremy Fowler back with me. And guys, I know one of you two, at least one of you two, wants to argue with me. I've been told by the producers about this. And I am amazed that anyone wants to argue this point. The Chiefs are so clearly an NFL dynasty. First of all, dynasties, like the Spurs had a dynasty in the NBA. They never went back to back. The, the Patriots had a dynasty throughout Belichick and Brady's entire run, 20 years. And they were nine years without a Super Bowl win. What are we talking about here? Furthermore, dynasties in football, the standard is lower than, say, in basketball, where Bill Russell has 11 and Jordan has six and Kareem has six and Kobe has five. There aren't numbers like that for, for quarterbacks with, with Super Bowl wins because careers aren't as long and it's not as easy to keep a team together. Are you, it, Mike, are you going to sit here and argue right now that a team that has hosted five straight AFC championship games, been to three Super Bowls, a pre-snap penalty away from being at, to four, and a field goal away from being to five, right, and has won two, you're going to sit here and argue that's not a dynasty? Same quarterback, same coach, same tight end, you're going to argue it's not a dynasty? Max, take some copious notes Give here. Me, Let's go over right, the history on. of the NFL. <laughs> Throw me okay. a pen. Yeah, yeah, could you please? Yeah, write, write, write this down. Joe Montana, four. Terry okay. Bradshaw, four. We won't even talk that's about that's two. Tom Brady Keep going. seven. Okay, right, that's right, three. We won't talk about Tom Brady and seven. Okay, so okay. right now he has two. There is a plethora of teams, coaches, quarterbacks that have won two. If they win a three, a third, and certainly onto a fourth, that is absolutely a dynasty. So I'm encouraged. I think they're going to get there. But to win only two Super Bowls right now, that what? is not a dynasty. A, di a dynasty is over a longer period of time, winning multiple championships. Winning two is great. It's a heck of an accomplishment. That is not a dynasty by NFL standards. Jeremy. Jeremy, I could argue that Jim Kelly with the Bills was dynastic, just going to four straight. Mm. If he would have mixed mm. in a couple of championships, you would sit here and <laughs> say on. it wasn't dynastic. It was certainly a dynasty in the but AFC. They didn't. They didn't but do yes, it. but Patrick Mahomes has. He's won two of, in, the, in the five AFC championship appearances. Right, right. The, the, we're talking about volume of championships. If, like, three is the threshold, then consider the Chiefs a dynasty on training wheels, right? They're riding that bike, they're about to take the wheels off and go at it and get three or four titles. I, I do think they're going to get there, and here's why. Patrick Mahomes is now on a team-friendly contract, $45 million a year, for the next nine seasons. So they can work the roster around him for a very long time. They have a ton of really good players. And Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes make legitimate adjustments. Consider this crazy stat I got from ESPN Stats and Info. 31 touchdown passes from Patrick Mahomes last year were from tight ends and running backs, throwing to those two positions, not even wide receiver. This is a team that makes adjustments. They lose Tyreek Hill, they find other ways to win. Hey, Mike T, if Eli Manning had mixed in with those two Super Bowls, had connected them with a total of five NFC championship games that they hosted, and made another Super Bowl appearance, and won another NFC chip, like, what? That wouldn't be a dynasty? What a... I don't, Larry Bird that was, was Larry Bird Celtics the dynasty. He won three. How? What are we talking about three. here? Right. He they won three over a decade. Absolutely. And Larry Bird the Celtics were. But Eli Manning and the Giants weren't dynastic. They no won kidding. two championships. Him and Tom Coughlin were really good. Not a dynasty at two. Wait a minute. It only counts championships. I would think deep playoff runs mixed in with championship. If you if you own the AFC, if you host every championship game, and you come a pre-snap penalty and on one case and a field goal in another case from going to five straight Super Bowls, and as is you go to three and win two, who would I? I, I I'm at a loss for words. <laughs>
I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> and you, a former GM, who knows how hard it is even to make an AFC championship game. We were not a dynasty. Well, that's true, Mike, but <laughs> I think you did a very good job. And if you did ten times as good a job, I would say you would have had a dynasty. Your 24-hour connection to all things sports. 1037 The Buzz. Can you believe that shot? Dolphins are the beasts of the East. That's right, the Dolphins. Next. We love our new home. Great neighborhood, big backyard. But the lamps. At least Geico makes bundling our home and car insurance easy. We saved a lot. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com. Power outages are unpredictable, inconvenient, and disruptive to your life, posing a real threat to your comfort and safety. When the power goes out, you have no lights, no refrigeration, no heating or air conditioning. Your well or sump pump won't work. Your modern daily electronics are rendered useless. And what if the power's out for days or weeks? Are you prepared? You can be with a Generac home standby generator. With the Generac, it powers our well, the refrigerator, and my CPAP machine, which are all things that we need to survive on a day-to-day -day basis. When a power outage occurs, your Generac home standby generator automatically powers up, so your life goes on without disruption. You and your family are comfortable, safe, and secure. Generac generators run on your home's existing natural gas or propane. And Generac's Mobile Link remote monitoring system keeps you posted on operating status, maintenance updates, and more. Generac generators are designed, engineered, and purpose-built in the USA. Generac is the number one manufacturer of home standby generators in the world. Eight out of ten home generators are Generac, with thousands of satisfied customers. We chose Generac because you see them everywhere. After the hurricane, I looked at my wife and said, thank God we have a Generac. We were safe. Prices start at just $19.99, and owning a generator is easier than ever. Special financing is available with low monthly payment options. Act now, and you will also receive a free 7-year warranty, valued at $735. Call or go online now to request your free quote with one of Generac's 8,000 nationwide dealers. The call is free, the quote is free, and there's no obligation to buy. Call or go online now, so the next time there's a power outage, your home powers up. Power your life with Generac. Call or go online to request your free quote today. Every day I start by walking to the flower mart, pick out flowers for the day, and I start designing. My business is Old Vine Florals and Fragrance. We are a family-owned business just a few blocks away from the Lakers' home court. When people see flowers, they immediately light up, and I wanted to be a part of that. As a black woman-owned business, we are here today because of the support of our community. Champion black businesses as we celebrate black success on and off the court. Next up, the Johnsons. When their water line broke, they paid over $2,600. Oh. On the flip side, the Ortegas, they're home serve customers. When their sewer line broke, we send out a contractor and covered the bill. Here's another water line break. Call or go online now to help protect yourself from the high cost of a water or sewer line repair. Plans start at just $7.99 a month. Contact HomeServe before there's a problem. Call 1-800-605-9155 or visit HomeServe.com. You see this Don Ferriol? I'm offering this to the next team that goes unbeat. But all over the land on this Sunday night, the champagne corks have been popping. <laughs> a champagne on ice somewhere! So come get this champagne. All you gotta do is beat everybody. <laughs> This just in Buffalo. The Bills continue to fortify the team's defensive line, agreeing to terms with pass rusher Leonard Floyd on a one-year deal. Jeremy Fowler, you confirmed the story for us. What more can you tell us? 
Well, Buffalo got to work on a deal this weekend. It's not done yet, but they should be finalized soon with Leonard Floyd. Should include an incentive package based on sacks or playing time. And so they believe they've fortified their front, along with Von Miller and Greg Rousseau on the edge. Other teams are involved. Press the issue a little bit for Buffalo. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you know, especially if Von Miller means that he, that he frees him up the way Aaron Donald freed up Leonard Floyd. But we'll see playing him on with him on that front seven. All right, time for What's the Word with Jeremy Fowler. First up, what's the word on Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson? The word is best. The Vikings know he's the best receiver in the NFL. A lot of people around the league do agree with them. So if they want to get a contract extension done with Jefferson, who's now eligible after playing three years in the league, they're probably going to have to pay him as such. Tyreek Hill is the highest paid receiver in the league, $30 million per year. So that would likely be the threshold. He hasn't been at OTAs, but he is expected to report to minicamp. And then maybe they'll get to work on one of their pillars. Him, tight end TJ Hawkinson, too. Two players to watch. Next up, what's the word on Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson? Rejuvenated. I know May and June is all about rejuvenated players, but Russell Wilson is, to his words, lean and mean. He got in better shape this offseason, and he's liking the organization and the structure of Sean Payton's offense. Hearing from some players before about Denver's offense, it was a bit of a struggle that just, you know, the synergy of it wasn't there. This time it's play action, limit turnovers, go deep when it's there. Wilson feels really good about where the offense is right now. What's the word on Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa? The word is leadership. Heard a great story about Tua last week in practice. The offense wasn't looking so crisp overall. wasn't a great practice, so Tua stopped the action and addressed his players. Told them they had to clean things up, and they did. And so I was told that's something that Tua might not have done, say, two years ago. But now he's growing into that role. He's under contract for two years after they picked up his fifth-year option. And he's completely healthy right now. So Dolphins feel like he's in a great place. All right, let's get into the Dolphins here, Jeremy and Mike T. The Dolphins are also not a, not a dynasty, Mike T. However, however, they were quite good <laughs> last year when Tua dynasty. was on the field. And I'm, good, I'm here to tell you, do I have confidence he can stay on the field all year? Not, I hate to say not really. I hope I'm wrong, right? But when he's on the field, and if he can dance between the raindrops, this team was really good with him last year. They have a defensive coordinator now that I think people believe in, right? They've added talent. Man, I think that's the class of the AFC East. I think the Dolphins are the beasts of the East if Tua stays healthy where are you? Where do you have them in the very tough AFC East, Mike D? I have them third, and here's why. It's really very similar to the New York Jets. It's about Austin Jackson, who's going to play right tackle for them. He only played in two games a year ago. We talked about Makai Becton, talked about Dwayne Brown. If Austin Jackson plays good football for the Dolphins, I'm with you. They're going to be really hard to beat, Max. But <laughs> who hasn't played a full season going back to Alabama, let alone his first three years in the NFL, looking at all those pass rushers in the AFC East with a very vulnerable right tackle and a quarterback that has durability issues, that's my concern. That's why I have them behind Buffalo and the Jets. And, of course, Mike T is talking about right tackle because it's a left-handed quarterback, so it's the blindside <laughs> protection, just like a left tackle for the right-handed quarterback. Jeremy, uh, how about you? Where, where, where do the Dolphins fit into this loaded division? I got them second place right now. I'm still riding with the Bills. I believe they're established enough. They've averaged about 12 wins per season over the last four years. So they're the Kings right now. But the Dolphins are right there knocking on the door along with the Jets close behind. Could be three teams out of the AFC East to push for the playoffs. But the Dolphins won nine games with three different quarterbacks last year. Mike McDaniel is proving to be the real deal. This is a already good defense that just added Jalen Ramsey, linebacker David Long, and defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. So you assume that they will be better on that side of the ball. Tends to stay healthy. Nobody can really answer that right now, but the Dolphins like where he's trending in all areas. We'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, the league is about coach quarterback, right? So do you believe in Mike McDaniel? I do. He looks pretty damn like he's had a lot of success uh, when he, as, at the highest levels. And I believe in Tua if he's healthy. And you point out Fangio, that's the one thing. If you have a guy with, a, with an offensive background as your head coach, who's the D coordinator? He's got a pretty damn good one. And receivers who can just tear it up. It's a lot, guys. Coming up. Sounds like a, di sounds like a dynasty to me. 
Well, see, Mike, Dynasty, you really have to go make deep playoff runs every year. For example, your Jets. You made an <laughs> AFC championship game. I thought you had to win championships to be a dynasty. Five what am I times in here? a row and mixed in three Super Bowl appearances and two championships like the Chiefs. you got to win rings, man. That would be a dynasty. Coming up, could a reunion for Kyrie Irving and LeBron James be in the works? You don't want to miss the latest from Wendy. Next. Spills, splashes, boilovers, and burns. Your stove is a mess, and all that soaking, scrubbing, and scraping are keeping you in distress. Hi, Luca Puto here with StoveGuard, the number one top quality stovetop protector on the market and a must-have in every kitchen. Look, these messes are no match for the StoveGuard. Ooey gooey cheese and macaroni, thick red staining sauce, even this sticky melted candy. They just rinse right off in seconds and your stove stays sanitary, spotless, and clean. So you can clean less and live more. I love to cook, but I absolutely hate to clean. With StoveGuard, I rinse it off and then I'm back to spending time with my family. Now, we've all seen the old tin foil trick, but it just doesn't cut it. And these other brands are just way too flimsy and leave way too much uncovered. Look how much thicker StoveGuard Premium is than the competition. There's no comparison. And it's custom designed and precision cut to fit perfectly around every burner. Plus, every StoveGuard is made from durable, fire-retardant, FDA-approved materials and PFOA and BPA-free. It's almost impossible to destroy, and it always rinses off perfectly clean. Stoves are expensive, and I don't want to have to go out and buy a new one. I want to protect the one that I have, and StoveGuard lets me do that. Keeps my stovetop looking like new, like I just bought it. Ordering your own StoveGuard Premium is as easy as one, two, three. Just locate your model number behind the door or bottom drawer of your stove. Type it into our easy-to-use website and voila. Order today and we'll ship it to you free. That's right. Go to StoveGuard.com right now for free shipping. And if you order now, we'll also send you the Stove Gap Guard free to help you say goodbye to that hard-to-clean gunk between your stove and countertop. Just pay a separate processing fee. This item is not available in stores, so scan the QR code on your screen or go to StoveGuard.com today. We've all been there. All of a sudden, your check engine light comes on. Insurance covers your vehicle from accidents, but did you know it doesn't cover expensive breakdowns? If your manufacturer's warranty is expired or is about to run out, you'll be on the hook for unexpected repairs. A broken AC unit costs over $1,800, transmission over $3,000, and an engine over $4,000. Breakdowns used to mean paying thousands out of pocket, until now. As a mechanic, I always recommend my customers have an auto protection plan. You never know when a breakdown can strike, and you need coverage you can count on. Endurance has been putting money back in Americans' pockets for nearly two decades, and their plans are crafted by real auto experts like me. That's why they're the only company I trust. No matter how many miles your car has, if it's under 20 years old, Endurance has you covered. That means insurance plus Endurance equals total protection. If you break down, just choose the local repair shop you trust. Endurance pays them directly. No complicated paperwork, no checks in the mail. Endurance takes care of all of it for you. Your plan even covers 24-7 roadside assistance. If you break down, Endurance jumps your battery, tows, delivers gas, changes a flat, unlocks your car, and more. Call now and we'll upgrade you to an Endurance Elite membership free with thousands of dollars of benefits at no extra cost. Endurance is the number one trusted expert in vehicle protection, recommended by Consumer Affairs and highly rated by customers on major review sites. We offer affordable down payments, low monthly plans, flexible terms, and a money-back guarantee. At Endurance, we administer our own plans, meaning no middleman and no runaround. So don't drive another second without auto protection from the experts. We are your truth serum for sports. There's something strange on the radar screen. In Arkansas, sports is 103.7 The Buzz. Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, did Game 2 reveal a blueprint for the Heat to win the NBA championship? Plus, what the Nuggets need to change to regain control of the series in Miami. And with the Chiefs at the White House today, how long can their dynasty reign over the NFL? SportsCenter, 6 Eastern on ESPN.
coming up at 7 Eastern over on ESPN. And ESPN Plus, fourth seed in Tennessee, takes on number three seed Florida State at the Women's College World Series. A spot in the best of three finals that start Wednesday on ESPN is on the line. This just in, Delible. On this thing. In 1991, Michael Jordan pulled off one of his most iconic moves when he switched hands driving to the basket against the Lakers in Game 2 of the NBA Finals. The Bulls would go on to win the game and the series, securing their first title in the Jordan era. And people forget now, but Magic Johnson had just won the MVP. He came in second to Jordan this season. A lot of people thought the Lakers were too good, that Jordan would never win a championship given his style of play, that this was going to be sort of like Dr. J's move against the Lakers in the loss. But they crushed the Lakers four games to one. Kyrie Irving is going to be a free agent next month, and his future is still up in the air. The Lakers are being mentioned prominently, of course, as a possible destination for him, but Brian Windhorse has been pouring some cold water on that notion. He did it this morning on Get Up. But all of the indications and what Rob Palenka has said and what they're, you know, sort of lining up behind the scenes point to them doing exactly what Palenka has gone on the record and saying and keep this team together. I would say that it is most likely they do go forward with this core and that if I had to handicap it right now, I would say the most likely pace for Kyrie Irving to be would be back in Dallas. Not saying it's locked down, not saying it's done, but if I had to, if I had to lead, you know, best odds, I would say back in Dallas. Major Lakers hater Tim Bontemps here. <laughs> All right, Bontemps. Look, where is he going to end up? Is Wendy right that Mavs can just pay him more than anyone else he's staying put? Yeah, I think he is right. And, and it, it is mostly because I think of the dollars and cents involved here, right? Dallas is in a position where because they made this trade, because they backed themselves into this corner, they sort of have to go into the Kyrie Irving business because they don't really have a plan B otherwise, especially with Luka Doncic's, you know, pending free agency only being now a couple of years away. They're running, they're running out of runway with him. They've made this move. They sort of have to buy into it and see where it goes. And again, if he does want to say go to the Lakers, he'd have to sacrifice a ton of money to do that. I just don't think that's very likely. Given his unreliability in terms, I mean professionally, look, if Kyrie has family issues that he puts more importance on than his professional career, that's entirely on him and that's reasonable. If, if Kyrie thinks social issues during a, a moment of upheaval in our country are more important than his professional career, also his prerogative, right? Those are choices he makes. However, from a professional point of view, then when you add on injury, it makes him not often available in the past. And if past is prologue, right, if you believe what you've seen is what you might see going forward is likely what you'll see, they're going to give him the super-duper max extension that they can give him in Dallas because they have no other choice? Because if they don't, don't a team like the Lakers, don't they become live? Even if they don't give him the super-duper max, they still could give him a lot more money than the Lakers can. The Lakers can't even give him a full max, right? So I just think if you're, if you're again, if you're gaming this out by probabilities... I think because the Dallas Mavericks need to have Kyrie, and Kyrie needs a place where he's going to get paid, I think he and the Dallas Mavericks make sense as a marriage right now. It's not something I would necessarily want to do. And I think if you're the Lakers, I just don't think it's going to make sense for them overall 